welcome to episode five, guys. So I've got Ella Pike on the um, other side of me. I'm really happy to be sitting down chatting with you. So Ella Pike, aka The Breath Boss, such a good name. I love it. If I was a breath instructor, I would snatch that name up. It's so good. I love it. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very excited. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm really excited to do this. So just like a bit of a background, guys, I, Ella very kindly invited me along to do um, a breathwork class with her because she will get into it um, in all the details soon, but she runs breathwork classes. So um, yeah, I was lucky enough to be invited along to one of them and I'll share my personal experience as we get um, further into the podcast. But yeah, after I did that, I was like, okay, I can't wait to like sit down and um, and chat with her. So I want to know a little bit about you. So tell me, how did you get into breathwork? How did you get going with these breath classes? Because they are amazing. Tell us about what you do. So I couldn't have believed in breathwork less as a practice. And I grew up in Byron. So I grew up around that whole slow flow yoga hippie lifestyle. And my whole life, everyone was like, slow down, Mm -hmm. relax, take a deep breath. And I've tried every, well, not every yoga class, but I've tried a lot of yoga classes in my time. And I could never get that moment. Like I never understood meditation I never understood being slow like in my head I told myself the story that I was just this way and that's what it was and my life was like Mm -hmm. super dramatic like super dramatic I was constantly reacting and very victim and very lost and suppressed and in a really bad way up until I found breathwork to be completely honest with you and it was about four years ago that I had my last big Britney Spears moment. And then from that, I unpacked the things in my mind that were holding me in that vibration. And it's like my body hadn't come full circle yet because I came back to Melbourne after spending some time at home healing and I fell back into patterns. And it wasn't until the start of lockdown that one of my best friends was like, try breath work and then we'll talk about it. And I said, I was like, you don't get it, Maddie. Like it's not going to work. Breath work isn't going to work for me. And I laid down to this session and I remember logging on and she was like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. All of these things are going to happen to your body. And I was sitting there going, shut up. We're just breathing, like hurry up. And I couldn't wait for her to just get started. So I could have said I've done it. So I could go back to bitching about my life. And it was the most insane thing that's ever happened to this day. Like it was very different to class in the sense that it was all mouth breathing and it was very intense and it was fast. Okay. And it was like, even though it was over Zoom, it was still probably the most intense thing I've ever done. And I just finished it and I lay in bed and I was like, what the hell was that? And the way that I felt afterwards was a feeling that I had been chasing my entire life. Like I, that was the feeling that I got when I used to have the Valiums or the Xanax or the Spenders or whatever it was. It was like, that was the feeling right there from that moment. And then ever since then, I just couldn't stop thinking about it and I couldn't stop. I then became obsessed with different methods of breath work and learning more. And then it became about ice baths and then it became about energy and frequencies. And now here I am trying to just shake it into anyone who will listen. So like, yeah, that's so powerful. I mean, I definitely can relate to that in being like, you know, going to things or signing yourself up for something and being completely, 
I don't even know if pessimistic is too strong of a word, but you're kind of just like, no, and completely, you know, blocked out to it and having that breakthrough. It's very powerful. Um, so tell me the difference between, because you mentioned you did, we do mouth breathing in, in your breathing class, don't we? We do one or two rounds of mouth breathing, but it's predominantly nose breathing. So, so the difference predominantly between- nose breathing and what yeah so the difference is nose breathing is activating your sympathetic nervous system so i mean parasympathetic sorry so it's very like delicious it's your rest and digest so it's very nourishing and it's soothing and it's it's activating that like sleepy time zen safe feeling and then mouth breathing which is i would never recommend mouth breathing in everyday life like mouth breathing is not it there's like yeah, mouth breathing is not it for an everyday thing, but mouth breathing with an intention behind it, it's activating your sympathetic nervous system. So it's putting you into a controlled state of stress and it's like hyping your body up a little bit more and it's putting you into more of an emotion invoking state for you to go deeper with yourself because it's changing the chemistry of your body. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I do like a combination in class because... Yeah, yeah that makes sense. For it to all be mouth breathing in class is just, unless people are aware that they're coming for like a release style class, I don't think it's really fair to just like throw that into them. Because if you are someone who is holding on to a lot or is already in your fight or flight response all day, every day, it's going to be really overwhelming for you. And sometimes it can, you don't expect to come to a breathwork session and go through all of those feelings and all those sensations. So that's why I only ever do like the small amounts of mouth breathing in a class, because I think it's just kinder to people for them to be aware of what they're going into. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good point that you bring up because I think it is um, shockingly brings up stuff. Like you just think you're like, okay, I'm just going to breathe and, um, should be fine. Like I'll be fine. Should feel like calm after this. And most of the time you do, because you kind of go through waves, you go through a bit of a cycle during that whole, um, the whole session. But you know, why do people get these emotions and just like, it's like this big emotional release for a lot of people. Well, there's no like science based thing behind this. So this is just people's opinions, but I'm of the opinion in the things that I have learned that. When we're mouth breathing, we're activating our sympathetic nervous system, like it's our fight or flight. So it's our stress response. So when you're being still with yourself and it's a controlled yeah. state of stress, it's and then also the music is a big emotion invoking part of it. So the lyrics take you on the adventure and then you're in your fight, you're in that response, but you're being safe in that response and you're just sitting with yourself. So emotions start to come up because, and just random things, like things that you would never have thought of and just moments that you haven't, granted your body permission to feel before because as a human right and you would have heard me say this mm-hmm. in class where we have emotions and our emotion like the word emotion is energy in motion and our emotions are supposed to stay in motion but we're so civilized and humanized and we don't grant ourselves permission to feel what our bodies are asking us to feel so you know you want to cry or you want to laugh or you want to get angry at someone in the day and it's not appropriate because you're in the supermarket or whatever it might be and your body you can feel it in your body you can feel that emotional mm. response and you push past it you maybe shed one tear you maybe like like clench clench your fist for a second 
but you don't give your body permission to feel what it's asking yeah. to feel. Your mind's moved on. Your body's had that chemical. That emotion is in you somewhere. And again, this is only a theory, but lots of people are of the opinion that emotions that are stored stagnant in the body are the reason for disease, like deceit, like the things that we get sick with as a society. Yeah. It's all stagnant emotion that we haven't granted our body's permission to feel. And that's why some people who are like at that top point of, you know, they've got all of, they've got anxiety, they've got all these different medical conditions, come and do one breathwork session and have they're hysterical before the first song's even done because it's like they're at capacity. They're ready to feel it. They're ready to let it go. And that's why they have like such profound moments. I think that's why it was so crazy. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, um, I definitely think there's something to that. I literally just had a session with, um, a, um, she's like a holistic nutritionist um, in that realm of things. And we were talking about, you know, the causes for inflammation in the body. And she's like, you know, like the main thing is like people hold on to shit and they don't let it go and it festers in the body and it's all heat. Like it just heats up the body and the body keeps score is what she was saying. And I think there's even a book called The Body Keeps keeps Score. I've been um, like me read it. But, yeah, and have you read it? I haven't read it, but my dad, um, I have, I've tried to read it. I haven't read the whole thing, but my dad, when I was growing up, funnily enough, I've sat down and had dinner with all these people, like who've written all these books that I now am in awe of because my dad used to tour them all around Australia. So I've actually yeah. met, I've met Bessel quite a few times and had dinner with him, but before my awakening, like I was sitting there talking about boys, the boy that didn't text me back or like how fat I like just the dumbest stuff. And then there's like these authors sitting next to me and I'm just, <laughs> It's ridiculous. But, yeah, the body does keep score. That's so funny. Yeah, that's kind of, like, ironic and, like, very full circle for you. Hopefully one day you get to do, like, dinner with them soon and you'll have, like, a list of questions now. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, very, very, very powerful. So I guess it is just that release um, of emotions. So I guess would you be able to run us through kind of how your classes work? Because, um, you offer private classes, but you also offer the group classes, which is what I did. Um, but yeah, if you could run us through how you kind of came up with, I guess, how you wanted to run your classes. And then I'd love to tell you a couple of things that I experienced during your class and you can, um, you can give me the feedback on that because yeah. Amazing. So there's so many different styles of breath work. Like obviously breathing is the thing that we do all day, every day. And I, the reason I make class what they are is because I think that the class, the whole structure of the class from when you first come in and we do that little exercise at the start that isn't breathing and where we stare into the eyes of a stranger, that is, that in itself was something that was really powerful for me because I always struggled to look in the mirror and I struggled to look at myself and see myself fully. And then at the start of, I think it wasn't until yeah. 2021 I went to a breathwork session and, and cold and conscious it was. And Steve got us to all stare in the eyes of someone opposite us. And it was like for the first time I felt seen and I felt like held by this stranger and it was so uncomfortable and I cringed and I had this like insane moment of like, what the hell am I doing? And then it was the most beautiful, like just the most mm-hmm. euphoric feeling to have with a stranger and just the nicest moment. So 
ever since that exact moment when I went to cold and conscious, I started every breathwork session that I facilitate that is a group. I open the space and I set the container by making them do something uncomfortable, which is the eye gazing, which a lot of people like I did struggle to look in the mirror yes. and like stare at themselves. So I start to make it a little bit uncomfortable at the start, but by showing you that there's beauty in the discomfort of that awkward moment that you call it an awkward moment mm-hmm. or they call it whoever calls it that. Um, mm-hmm. So we do that little exercise at the start and that kind of gets <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Um, we did that at the start and that gets everyone just into the space and kind of feeling their feelings and sitting with themselves already and just feeling like, you know, a bit different to how they normally feel. And then we lay down and we do the introduction, which is just the intention setting and just deciding whatever it is that is going to bring you back to that moment when your mind starts to wander and just the guided breath. And then we go through something called superventilation, I guess, or hyperventilation. The new word for it is superventilation. And it's just over-oxygenating our bodies by breathing in way more than we need to and then exhaling on a hold and then inhaling on a hold and the combination of all of those things is like it gives you the most euphoric feeling with breath work and it gives you the emotional response if your body needs the emotional response it's alkalining your body it's activating your vagus nerve it's it's kind of just doing all of the things that breath work does in one session and then we finish with the share circle yeah which again, is something that makes people go, what am I doing talking like in a group? I came to breathe, but we're not vulnerable with you. And I realized as well in my journey and in my awakening that there's so much power in vulnerability and there's so much power in speaking your truth and sharing something if it is important to you or if it has been profound for you. And I don't know what the share circle was like when you were there in class, but some of the share circles bring everyone to tears because people really lean into that discomfort of sharing something so personal and so deep with a group of strangers. And then they realize that everyone's battling the same thing and everyone's going through the same emotions and going through the same limiting beliefs. And like, we all, we're all the same at heart. And so sometimes the share circles get really deep. Yeah. They're insane. So that's a class. Yeah, I de- Yeah, and that's a wrap. And that's a lots of it's a, it's um it's a lot. It really shifts you internally. I think, you know, I when you so I reached out to Alana, I was like, because I through a mutual friend, Darcy, she was like, you know, like, um, you know, Ella does like these breathwork classes, like that could be really cool for your podcast. And I was like, Oh yeah, like cool, reach out and you were like, How about you come and you you immerse yourself like do the breathwork class and then we'll, we'll talk about it and I was like yeah okay cool like easy like I can do a breathwork class I thought it'd be like a one-on-one situation and then I was like oh shit I was like this is gonna be like a whole group and I'm really like I'm a very introverted person like I am so I'm like a little, little shell like inside like I'm like oh no like groups talking like I can talk in public because that's kind of like my own thing. But if I have to like share and be vulnerable, it's really hard for me. And it's so interesting, you know, that you bring up there is power in vulnerability because that is no weak statement. You know, it's like one thing to say that, but to practice vulnerability, it takes balls. Like you, it's like, it's not just something you can be like, 
oh yeah, like I'll half ass, like I'll just give a little little bit here. It's like, no, you gotta like take off your armor and like bear it all. Like it's scary, you know? And but there is beauty in it if if you can if you can um find a moment to to do that. So I think even coming to your class, I was already felt like super vulnerable. I was like, oh shit, like this is so out of my comfort zone. But um I think the space that you create there is something that you should feel so um like so proud of. Like it's just so beautiful to like see all these people culminate together. And there was not one ounce of judgment that I felt from anyone there. Like everyone was just so like open, happy to be there, happy to welcome you, like happy to get you immersed in the experience. And yeah, it really shifted me. I was like, oh, wow, like people are actually nice. Like no one's going to like try and like embarrass you or like do anything crazy, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the biggest thing that I've learned. And that's why I want to facilitate classes that are so raw. And so, and like, you see how I show up, like you see how I talk to everyone in the group. Like there's no structure to it. I just kind of do what I feel like doing on the day. There is structure in that sense, but like you've been in a class, you know what I mean? And I think by me showing up as myself, I try my hardest to like show up and be so raw all the time and so in your face all the time because I just want to be me and I've never been me up until I had my moment and my awakening. I always was everyone else and who everyone else wanted me to be and hence why I was, I hated my life. And so now I try my hardest to lean into being as vulnerable as I can with everyone because when I do that, I grant you permission to do that around me. And if I do that to a group of people, then that's a group of people who maybe go out and influence two people and just show up really organically and raw and not with this like shield in their life after that. And then it's like a ripple effect. So I'm glad yes. that, that in the class because that's what I do. And like it brings me to tears sometimes how I feel when in those share circles at the end, like I just sit there sometimes sobbing and I'm like, sorry guys, this is just like a lot for me to take in that this is happening in front of me right now. And like, I'm listening to all of this. Like it's like, I sit there crying because <laughs> it's so beautiful and yeah, I feel so yeah, yeah, I can, I can definitely understand that because it, it is really powerful. Like it is amazing to see people come together and just, you know, hold like a space for each other. And like, I think I even cried like midway through the breathing class, which I wasn't expecting, but I could have like bawled my eyes out and I swear no one would have like even like cared. Like it was just such a like, um, yeah, like I said, like such a welcoming space. And I think, um, yeah, I definitely recommend, I think it's people should go out of their comfort zone, get into the group, like immerse yourself. Um, because I think also the energy that was cultivated in the room, like the energy, like you could feel the energy like inside. And I was like, we, I, I felt like connected to everybody after the breathwork class. And I've never felt that before. Like I was like, oh, like we've just been through something together. Like, and that's not something I experienced like ever really, like you're working day to day. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you know how you can intuitively feel if someone has a good or a bad vibe, right? Like like as as a person you can see when you walk into a room you feel someone's yes. vibe. So people believe that we have one point five meter energy fields and that our emotions are stored in our energy fields, right? So energy right. and emotion, emotion, our emotions are stored in our energy fields. <laughs> so when you're breathing like that, you're 
again, this is just an opinion, that you're circulating everything that's stored stagnant in your field. And when you're doing that in a group, you are, so to speak, linking energy fields and you're, you're combining it and you can feel it. Like sometimes the energy in the room is palpable because everyone's going at it and everyone's just leaning into it. And it's just, it's magic. It's literally magic in the room. <laughs> yeah, it is. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I went to your class on, it was like a Scorpio new moon. It was like the morning of the Scorpio new moon. And um, I was already like very in my feels. Like I was already like really feeling it. And I was going through a lot of changes in my kind of reality. And literally at the end of the breathing class, you read out this poem. Um, what was the poem called? It was like a new beginnings poem. Yeah, for a new beginning. By Donahue. Yeah, John O'Donohue. It's and I was like, oh my god, yeah. So that poem was read to me yeah. and my first breathwork session, and that was like, and every now and again, yeah, if it's a full, fully new group of people, I'll read it out to them because part of that poem where it says, um, where he goes, watch it, the the emptiness will, willing inside you, noticing how you willed yourself on or something like just being like, you're, you were so empty and you just kept going and you kept going. When that person, when someone read that out to me, yeah. that was my, that was, that was like the click, that was part of the click moment for me where I was like, oh my God, I don't have to be like this. Like this isn't, I don't have to hate my life. Like I can actually get through this and be who I want to be. And not, you know what I mean? Like that poem was massive for me. It, so it was it was happened. really hit me like I was like whoa I felt like, yeah I felt like literally someone was just like talking straight at me like they were like you've been through it like you know it's okay like things are coming full circle kind of a thing um so I definitely recommend anybody who's listening to listen um to go read the, the um poem it, it's a new beginning by John or John if you was it to you and you can put it in the notes I'll send it to you so you can have the poem yeah, I'll put it in the That's yeah. a very good idea. Yeah, yeah, great idea because it's so beautiful. Um, yeah, and I think also the sound bowls that you used during your breathing session was like, whoa, like that totally reverberated like through my body. So what's like your impetus behind using the sound bowls and all of that? Because it's very immersive. So I have never actually done a sound healing course. I just bought sound bowls at the start of my breathwork journey because honestly, I wanted like a, a distraction for when I was running people through breathwork because I was so insecure, not insecure, oh, not insecure. I was so, I had such bad imposter syndrome when I first started that I got yeah. myself two sound bowls so that if I wasn't talking, at least they were playing sound bowls if I couldn't physically speak in the moment because I was so awkward. So that's why the sound bowls came apart. And then yeah. I was doing, I was doing a breath hold and my friend was playing me a sound bowl. And I just remember, because if you take the sound bowls away and you do the breath holds, like you did in class, you still feel your body fills with that vibration, that tingle, that sensation, that like just pure bliss, like it runs through your veins in a breath hold anyway. And then when someone played me the sound balls while I was holding my breath, I was like, it felt like I was levitating and I just wanted to give that to everyone. So I started just bringing it to a few classes as a surprise. And then people would be like, where are the balls? What are we doing? So I just started bringing them and it just adds that little bit of beauty. And also it's, 
you can feel them. And then the combination of how you said you could feel everyone in the room and then you add on the sound bowls, it just becomes like a really, it's like just like a very delicious moment. So I just like to add it so that people can just zen. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. 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 I love them. Um, Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what, so we've chatted a little bit, I guess, about in terms of releasing emotions, the benefits of a breathing practice, but, you know, why would you recommend to someone that, I mean, I guess everybody could benefit from a breathing practice, but what's your main benefits for, you know, doing, doing breathing like this? Like what can it do for our body? What can it do for our mind? that there's no, there's actually like an endless limit of, there's there's no limit to the amount of things that it does for our bodies. As a society, we're so primed for mm. distraction and so primed for the next dopamine hit and the next thing. And with all of those things, a lot of us have moved into, like anxiety and depression is an all-time high. It's not getting any lower. We're getting better and better drugs and we're getting better at all these things, but more and more people are getting put on things earlier on in their lives. And I believe it's because we're so distracted and so conditioned to just be going, going, worrying. And I think that that gets us in our heads a lot. And I think that that shifts our breath from being a safe belly breath to being a shallow chest breath, which is like an anxiety provoking breath pattern. And Mm -hmm. the thing about breath work is, Breathing is controlling your nervous system. So breathing is part of your autonomic nervous system. Hence, you don't have to pay any conscious awareness to it. And why people have such a, I believe why people have such a uh, breath work, whatever, like I breathe all day, every day opinion about it, because it is something that you don't have to pay any conscious awareness to and you'll live your life. But the thing about breathing Mm. is that our breath controls the nervous system that we have deemed as a society to be autonomic. So our heartbeat, mm-hmm. all of these other things are all linked to this nervous system, which until recently we thought was un- not under our conscious control, but it is under our conscious control. And by paying attention to your breath, you can control your heartbeat. You can control the way you're feeling. You can be in your body. You can be in the moment. So there's all these different practices of breath work, but someone just paying conscious attention like two or three times a day to their breath is going to, bring them into their bodies, is going to tell them that they're safe, is going to slow their heartbeat down, is going to help them digest their food, is going to stop that like jittery, just nervous energy that you feel around so many people these days because they're constantly just distracted and going and never being present and never sitting with what's happening in front of them, if that makes sense. I feel like I'm going on a rant, but absolutely, there's no, like there's no, absolutely. like there's breath work to calm you down. There's breath work to bring the pH down in your body. There's breath work to hype your body up. There's breath work to shift and release things. There's breath work to put you to sleep. There's breath work to, you know, ground you. There's, there's no limit to the things that it can do for you. It's just about convincing people that this thing that we can go our whole entire lives doing without paying any attention to is the thing that they're searching for, you know? So like, there's no, yeah. And it's almost like, you go. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it like lags a bit. So then it's like you catch up and then I catch up. Um, but 
Yeah, I think there is. It's almost like because it's so at our fingertips, it's so easy to do that it's like we've been so conditioned to believe um, to, to be outside of our bodies instead of being inside our bodies and feeling and knowing and like being in our intuition that we think everything is outside of ourselves. So the minute someone says, you know, you need to breathe, uh, I think, you know, majority of people and I felt this way myself as well. We don't have an innate trust and love for ourselves that we're like, no way am I looking inward. Like, I don't know but- what the fuck's going on. Like, I just want to take a tablet. Exactly. And also it means you have to take responsibility. So like taking a tablet means, you know, you go to the, this is what I used to do. Like I didn't sleep. I didn't, I was anxious. I was always sick and I was always at the doctor being like, help me, fix me, do this. And by going to the doctor all the time, it's like you're passing on responsibility and and you don't have to take responsibility. It's another just quickly get out of jail free card because you go there, they say, take this, your appointment's over in five minutes. No one's paid any attention to what's actually going on. And you walk out and you take the tablet and yep. you have the placebo effect for two weeks. And then all of a sudden after two weeks, you're like, oh, hold on, wait, this isn't fixed anything. And then it's the cycle starts again. And it's yep. like the taking responsibility. It's, it's like you have no one else to turn to and no one else to blame and no one else, you know, it's, it's you and you. It's not, it's not you and the doctor. It's you. Having yeah, to- it's absolutely. Yeah, responsibility, which we don't. Yeah, absolutely. It's you and you, and um, obviously, like, we're not saying don't see a doctor. Like, obviously, you know, you do, do what you got to do. But I think the mentality around it is something that is, I think, so important to touch on because, you know, we're talking about this kind of victim mentality where you're like, well, I can't fix it. Someone else has to do it. And, oh, but it's not working. And I'll just go to them again. And it's like, okay, like, there is a level of, like you said, like, responsibility in in saying, I have autonomy, like I can do this, I can take five minutes out of my day, I can I can breathe. But it's almost like people sometimes are so hardwired into being like, you know, woe is me. I can't, I can't, you know, how could I just by breathing, like fix this? And it's like, oh my God, if only we understood how powerful we were and how much autonomy we have over our like whole being. So one of the craziest things for me in my journey as I've stepped into being who I am today and who I continue to try and become is I see people all the time. Mm. And this is something that was so true for me as well, because I had this lived experience myself with my own anxiety and my own depression and my sleeping tablet addiction and all of the things that I used to be so reliant on. I would go to the doctors and I would have not have slept and I would have been on a different sleeping tablet last week, coming onto a different one this week. And my appointment was 10 minutes long every time. And I understand that's the medicine system and it is what it is. And they're doing great in their own way. But I have clients come to me and they want to do breath work because they just want to know if it's going to help them because they've had anxiety for 15 years and the doctors put them on all these new things. And, you know, now they're getting endo and now they're getting these other things that are causing their bodies to just fall to shit. And these women, and sometimes men, but predominantly women come to me with these issues. They are chronic mouth breathers. They don't know how to take a deep breath in through their nose. They can't breathe into their belly. And like their noses don't even, they haven't even tried to nose breathe for so long because they didn't know the difference. And it's like, you're, you're going for a 15 minute consultation with someone who's been in medicine for however long. And we put all these doctors on pedestals 
and your friends are all rolling their eyes at you because you're going to see a breathwork facilitator. But the breathwork facilitators explain to you in two minutes that if you're breathing in and out of your mouth and you can't isolate a deep belly breath, your body feels like it's under attack. Your body thinks that there's a tiger behind you about to eat you the whole entire time. So of course you hate everything that's happening in your life. You're not safe. Like you don't know how to breathe into your belly. You've been told that what you're feeling is normal and you keep putting blankets on top of it over and over again. And all you need to do, well, not all you need to do, sorry, disclosure, but you probably only need to pay conscious attention to your breath, maybe start having a cold shower and sitting with yourself a little bit more often and sitting in the discomfort of what it's going to be like to rewire the way you're showing up, you know? And that was what, that was true for me too. Like I just, yeah, yeah. Go, you go. You go, you go. <laughs> that that was just part of my story. <laughs> it was I was always at the doctor yeah. asking them for the next thing, and I, I was a nose breather already, and it was very quick for me to learn how to breathe safely into my stomach and that be my go-to breath. But no one ever looked at that. Mm-hmm. Like I went to the doctor time and time again. I went to even naturopaths. I went to everyone you can imagine, and it's like if we just got taught the difference if we just understood or if we just lent into the idea that maybe our noses are the anti-anxiety tablets that we've been looking for, but we just have to understand it. Or maybe taping our mouth to sleep at nighttime is going to completely change the way that we sleep. But it's just not mainstream and it's so like hoo-ha that it's not it. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, there's definitely something to that. And there is science behind it. There is a really good book called um, Breathe. Um, I forgot the author's name. I'll put it in the notes. But um, it is really, like, there is so much science behind it. Like, there's so much, um, like, the shape of your jaw can change, the formation of your teeth changes. Um, like, you, a lot of people have sinusitis from breathing through their mouth. Um like literally the list goes on. And I remember when I was reading this book, I was like, literally like, I was like, what? This is insane. Like, this is just crazy. Um, but yeah, it's almost like it's so simple that it's just overlooked. And it's like, no, let's just bring it back for a second because yeah, it's, it's very powerful. And when um, you say this on that note, I want to ask. There's, there's actually so much more than just science behind it. There is like decades and decades, even centuries of science behind it. Like you can look back to like ancient Egypt where they're talking about the breath being medicine and like understanding your breath being the way to go about your life and understanding that it's literally your life force. Like you can't do anything without breathing, but none of us look at it, you know, like it's, there's, there's so much science, but in for like the, the modern medicine and like the universities to switch over completely, like they have to admit that there was a study that Wim Hof did, which is really interesting. Wim Hof went to these doctors yeah. and these scientists in this place. I think it's, I think it was in America. It might've been Denmark and he rocked up and he was like, I can control my immune response. And they were like, no, you can't. And he's like, no, I can. Yes. And they injected him with E. coli and he had no innate immune responses. So they literally injected him and with his breath and his thought alone, he fought off the responses that his immune system would normally have. And then they turned around and said, you're superhuman. No one else can do this. 
And then he was like, no, everyone can do this. They just have to learn. He took a whole bunch of test studies. Half of them stayed. Half of them went and trained with him. They gave him six weeks. I think it was in two weeks or maybe it was four weeks and it was in two weeks. But in half the amount of time, he trained every single person that went with him to do the exact same thing. And when he proved that and all of the case studies that he trained did the same thing, the doctors and the scientists were like, okay, So if you can do this, we have to rewrite every single textbook in this room because it's then saying that we can control something that we have taught people for centuries and decades or whatever it might be is an innate, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's literally rewriting everything that's happening, but it's not going to happen. You know, it hasn't happened. And um, yeah, I've, I've read about that study. It is, it's it's crazy. It's amazing. So I guess he also explains the science behind it in in that book, which I might reach up because I, it was a long time ago that I read it. But I think essentially he it's like hypoxic breathing. Is that correct that he does? And it raises the white blood cell count in the body, which yeah. is just yeah. Um, mesmerizing. Like it's amazing. But then at the same time, it's like, uh, I don't know, like sometimes it's like, are we that disconnected that like, of, like, is it that amazing? It's like, of course we can do that. Do you know what I mean? But we're so out of, I think the vast majority is so out of touch with that, that we're just like, oh my God, look at this miracle. And it's like, yeah, like, of course. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Well, I wanted to ask you, so um, you, what are some of the side effects that people may experience during the breathing class and what is the reasoning behind that? You explained them before your breath class begins, but, um, yeah, I'm, I was very curious about them because you can so explain I, to the people. I think before a breathwork session, the things that I explained at the start of a class is what I would normally explain at the start of a one-on-one where it's like quite an intense, very long time of active breath. Um, but basically your body goes through a whole range of different emotions and sensations in the sense that you're changing the chemistry of your body so much that it's not the, the the things that that are happening inside your body isn't normal for what your body is used to. So it's normal for you to like switch between hot and cold quite quickly. It's normal for you to get different tingles and pins and needles and pains and sensations and feel different aches and pains where you store trauma metaphysically. Um, It's also normal for you to basically your body starts to put up mental resistance. Like when you're laying down and you've started and you keep remembering all those little things that you've forgotten how to do. So like your mind puts up those physical resistance that goes, don't sit with yourself. Don't go here. You want to be distracted. You want to do the next thing. You need to do that. You need to do this. So that's where your mind takes you, but your body takes you on an adventure as well. And again, there's no proper science behind this. This is just people's opinions, but it's like your body is bringing up layers of resistance as well, saying, no, this is going to hurt. We're going to make this hurt here. And it's just you holding space again for your body to bring forward the pains that it wants you to feel and acknowledge and then breathe through them, I guess, and not succumb to the resistance that it's trying to fight with you about. Um, but it's normal for some pretty crazy stuff to happen. Like it's normal for you to feel, yeah, like I said, the different pins and needles and sensations and the emotions and sometimes anger can come up. Sometimes just intense gratitude can come up. Sometimes it's sadness. Sometimes it's happiness. Sometimes it's laughter. Sometimes you, you often get tetany in your hands. So 
we're expelling so much carbon dioxide that our blood isn't flowing the normal way that it would be for, through our bodies. So our hands become quite clawed and locked. And some people are of the opinion yeah. that it's your hands are, so your hands are connected spiritually to your heart space. And they think that when your heart is quite blocked as an energy center, you experience a worse um, technique in your hands, but that's just someone's opinion. Um, but yeah, so the, the technique in the hands is quite prominent and it also tends to happen in your jaw as well. You get a bit of a locked jaw when you are doing those really big mouth breathing sessions. Um, again, because of how you're changing the chemistry of your body. But yeah, like everyone's different in what comes up, but I just, I explain everything at the start of a session because you don't know what's going to come up for someone. And I think a big part about being able to lean into a breathwork session is knowing that you're safe and knowing that what you're feeling is safe and normal. So I go on that rant at the start of a class just so say you you in the class just feel a few tears and other than that it's just delicious and it's nice and it's full and it's warm and but then the person next to you is literally going through the motions of everything that's happened to them in their life and their body is making them sweat and they're expelling their energy through their sweat and then they're shivering and then you know like you know you never know what's going to come up for someone and if you don't know that that's normal, you're going to get really scared and you're not going to want to go there and you're going to have a different experience to what it would have been if you'd known and been aware of everything that may happen, you know? And also after a one-on-one, yeah, so after a one-on-one, I always suggest not to do much because the one-on-one can sometimes be such a profound conversation with yourself that you don't want to talk to anyone afterwards and you just want to kind of go and sit with whatever it is that you've seen and that's come up and that you've had to acknowledge. Um, so, yeah, I think I went on a rant then. Yeah. No, 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 you're not. I'm kind of, I'm, I don't want to um, interrupt you. I love it. It's yeah, it's, it, it is amazing. And it is really important that people have breathed before they have that, um, that experience otherwise you're already kind of like freaking out and then if your hands start to like oh, yeah. pour up you're like I'm out of here but exactly. um can you explain <laughs> can you explain what is that chemical um what ke- like what's the chemical reaction what's happening in our body so what, what are we breathing in we're breathing in air and what's happening we're breathing in oxygen. so we're expelling so much carbon dioxide and we're taking in so much oxygen that the blood isn't flowing as freely through our bodies. That's why you get the hands and that's why you get the jaw and that's why you get the muscle cramps. Mm -hmm. But I am under the opinion slash I'm pretty sure that all of the other things are energy blocks and energy releases and energy and it doesn't have much to do with the CO2 and oxygen. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. That that's great. No, I love that. That's great. Um, I guess to wrap it up, what would be your advice on people who are like, yeah, I've been thinking about you know breathing classes. Not sure if I want to get into it, or they've been thinking about it for a while. Like, what's your advice to just get into it, do it? <laughs> Honestly, probably go online or like go online onto YouTube. If you've never done anything and you want to have, I mean, to be honest, if you've never had an experience, I would suggest going on a guided adventure. Like I do a free zoom every second Thursday night and you just, it's an hour and it's magic and you can just sign on and 
it would be nice for someone who had never done it to go through a guided adventure. So hopefully the person at the beginning of the adventure explains everything that may or may not happen and guides you through it so that, again, you know, you're safe throughout the whole thing if you're new to it um, or joining like a class or something like that. But if you're someone who's like struggling intensely with anxiety or overwhelming feelings or just not feeling safe. And you know what I mean? If you don't feel safe in your body, you know that like that sentence rings true, through true to your body when, when you hear it, I would probably suggest by just setting one or two timers in your day on your phone, just alarms. And when those two timers go off, just sitting with yourself for as little or as long as you have, and just being with yourself and just breathing in through your nose and trying to isolate it into your belly and then bring it up into your chest and then just let it fall out and like just really fill your body with air and make it a big wave and just feel the things that you can feel when you sit with yourself and your breath for two minutes and feel how safe you can make yourself feel when you are breathing with intent and just being really present with yourself that's probably what i would suggest first before you know, if someone's overwhelmed by even the idea of a class and then find someone who feels right to you and reach out to them and see what they have to offer and see what they have to say. Like there's so many breathwork facilitators now and so many people are so good at what they do in their own little ways. So find someone who profile or website or whatever speaks to you and get in touch with them and see what they have to say. And then join like, and understand that we talk about it being this like emotional thing or this big thing, but your body's never going to give you something that you can't unpack. And your body's never going to take you to a place that's too scary or too nerve nerve wracking or whatever. It's only going to give you what you need. So if anyone's like, Oh, I don't want to do it because I don't want to cry or I don't want to do this. It's like, just, just go and just see what your body wants you to see and see what your body wants you to acknowledge. And what does it want you to breathe through? And what does it want you to just, what moment do you need to have to, continue to show up better each day. You know what I mean? Like what do you need to go and get through so that you can just keep being a better person? Like it's never going to be too scary, you know, or too raw or too. Yes. I definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think there is a level of openness that you need to come from, you know, I wouldn't go um, to a breathwork class expecting for the breath instructor to be like, oh, let's see what she can do. It's not really about the instructor. It's more so about, I guess, in my opinion, the space that the instructor is able to hold for you and like the rest of the work is you. So you'd have to go in with like an open mind, open, you know, mentality just to be like, whatever's going to happen, happen. Go in with like no expectations, just go in with like, I probably won't feel anything and that's cool. Like it'll still be fun. But I also feel like for people who are really anxious or are like scared or feel really alone and unsafe, I honestly like, and this is coming from someone who's like completely introverted and like groups are my literal worst nightmare. It's, it's almost like go to the group setting like be with people that because they'll you'll they'll feel those same feelings that you feel and like automatically even without talking to them you don't feel so alone like you you find commonalities with even without talking to them like just being in that space with people um it's like worth worth that push well you're well you're rocking up to a class where everyone's on the same page like everyone has gone out of their way to be in that space to do the same thing that you're there to do so it's like you already have that level of connection in the sense that you're both there to just do your best and both there to just lean into it and just 
go with an open mind. But in saying that, I was a skeptic. Like I was a skeptic and I couldn't Mm. have believed in it less. So even if you are a skeptic and you want to roll your eyes and you want to lay down and you want to be in your head about it, like just go and try it. Like literally just go and try it because I could not have laughed harder at myself when I laid down to this breathwork session that I did. And now I call myself the breath boss. Like I can't laugh more at the fact that I was doing it. And it is the thing. It was the thing that I had been searching for literally for my whole entire life. (laughs) Like my whole life. I just wanted to feel safe in my body. And that session gave me that. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, for me, it's like just releasing that inner critic. Like, you know, I think that's something that everyone deals with to some degree. But, um, you know, depending on what's happening in my life, sometimes that inner critic is like so super heightened. And Mm -hmm. so going through a breath work, it's like you have no choice. You either surrender that inner critic or you just get nothing out of it. You sit there and you're in your head. So it's like a moment of like, you know what? I'm not listening to this shit. I'm just going to breathe and I'm going to love it. You know, it's just a moment of um, surrender, you know? So beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, that is, um, you've given me so much information and I feel like for anyone who was potentially thinking about wanting to get into a breathing practice, we've given you so many reasons to do it. Um, but I definitely think you should check out the breath boss, your, um, I'll pop her Ella's info in the description below. Um, and come to the, come to the, come to the group ones because I want to do another one. I'll probably be there and or do a private session, um, whichever you think will benefit you. And um, or just do yeah. it. It was so good. And if anyone has any questions. Like, yeah. The Zoom, the Zoom is like the least layer of resistance because you're not in person if you feel nervous about that, even though we talked about how beautiful it is, but you're not in person, that you don't have to have your camera on. It can just be you and I don't even know what's going on for you. Like, I'm just there guiding you and I'm here if you need me, but like, or not even me on a Zoom, like other people on a Zoom too. Zooms are, don't be limited by the belief that over the camera is not going to be it because it bloom. It was, it was the thing for me. The Zoom was the moment for me. So, like, please don't be limited by the idea that a Zoom isn't going to be powerful and you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone to be there because you don't. Zoom's rock. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Zooms do rock. They are so – they just open up so many other doors, you know. It, like, takes away – I don't have time. I don't have Mm -hmm. money. I don't have this. It's like, no, just open up your computer and you're there. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But if anyone has any questions,